Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Like serial killers? Do you scream as loud as you can? They're already scared. Maybe they stab you just once. You know what I mean? Then run Or maybe they fucking kill it's, you. It's and aliens? I have a thing I need. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, but like, if you're going to take my sperm, at least make me happy. Don't forget about the paranormal. Why? Why do you look like that? Because I'm from hell, bitch! Why are you from hell? Come on strange drunken journeys with us, your host Tomcat aka Tom Thompson and Billy Kirby as we drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Strange Brew Podcast, that's Strange Brew Podcast. Okay, Tom, relax. Strange Brew can be found anywhere you can find a podcast though. From Apple Podcast and Spotify to Podbean and many more. So crack those beers or, or the booze and light those doobies because, because it's, it's about, about to get strange. Thanks, fellas. That was a, another trailer from more friends Amy and I have acquired from up north. All the fellas from the Strange Brew podcast. Hey, listen, we keep it strange around here, too. So keep it weird and go check out the Strange Brew podcast. Now back to your bewitch banter. No con otters here. We keep up 100, including some explicit content that is not suitable for all listeners. You have been warned. Welcome! You're listening to Bewitch Banter. I'm Krista, and I believe that people are inherently shitty. And I'm Amy, and I tend to believe that people are naturally good. But ironically, I'm a super believer in the supernatural and all things spiritual. And I'm a total skeptic. We're best friends, and in this podcast, we're seeking to explore and understand each other's perspectives with deep dives into the spooky, the spiritual, the magical, and the mystical. And some straight-up spoofs. Today, we are covering con artists, but more specifically, female lady cons. Should I say girl power? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. On my story, absolutely not. But. Yeah, I'm assuming, I mean, hence the theme of the podcast. Maybe we should change (laughs) our theme. It's just really we cover shitty people. Shitty people. Shitty people. That's what we do. (laughs) That's our name of the game. (laughs) Just welcome to shitty people. (laughs) (laughs) Shitty people town. Um, Well, I'm actually really excited because um, as you and Corey were talking last week about this new trend simultaneously me and my girlfriends from home were having exact same conversation you guys were about how how this obsession with true crime has morphed into cons like i'm here for it it's everywhere right so we have let's steer away from the murder (laughs) yeah you can't handle the murder no i i I guess i can but i'm kind of liking this new genre of just con artists instead of people's lives being taken true for our entertainment value right However, financial burdens can be like feel like a life taking too, you know, with some of these oh, assholes. Yeah. I like can the imagine. Tinder swindler, motherfucker. I have I would like to know and I don't know if you researched it. Do you know if those girls from Tinder Swindler got their money back from being they on didn't Netflix? Yet. Oh, from being on Netflix? They that I don't know. Sorry. I would assume they would pay them out for the story. I would hope so. You know, to get the story rights, they, that's the only right thing they could do. You know, I mean, how many people have watched it? I would hope they made like a buck or two. I hope off so. Of it. I really do too, because yeah, now we, as we talked to think about this last week, this guy's 
freaking up for his own another hustle game, have doing a dating show. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Uh, speaking of con artists, we may have just gotten conned by a person in Amy's neighborhood. <laughs> well, you said he was a Jehovah Witness, right? I don't know if he was Jehovah. He might have been just promoting a Ooh. business. Episode idea. Yeah. Let's cover Wild them. Shit. I don't know much about them. They... I grew up with one friend of mine, and, like, yeah, she she was really cool, but at the end of the day, I think she had some psychological issues because of that religion, so. I'm sure there's lots of great stories. Anyhow. Yeah. So, yeah, back to cons, though. <laughs> um, we were talking about twin- Tinder Swindler and um, the women, if they got paid out from Netflix. I mm-hmm. think they, they had to have – we'll have to look that up, but um, as far as him paying her – them back no because he's not legally legally obliged to well i don't think i kind of agree with that in a legal stance because they were verbalizing that they were making the purchases yep and that goes exactly speaks exactly to what i'm going to cover in con artist history is where cons make you think it's your idea they don't take anything from us they we willingly give it whatever it is and that's the scariest goddamn part about cons and in, in my research here and if you you know i'm gonna get to this in more detail but like you know you think about people being manipulated like those women um you know they willingly yeah again t- just went to the atms they say helping out a friend or a guy they thought they loved you know so unfortunately legally they can't do anything oh i found the information okay oh nice what'd you got well i'm not reading the whole article but the little quick Google search said, uh, how much did Netflix pay for Tinder swindler victims? 150,000 shekels, which I have no idea what yeah, that what is. Con- what is that? But $47,000. They were in like Eastern. Oh, wait, no, that's not right. Um, oh, Tinder swindlers victims rake in over $100,000, 100,000 pounds of donations on GoFundMe. Oh, at least they're getting something from the public. Yeah, with a goal of raising 600,000 pounds. Okay, well, I got a minute to go. Yeah, but they got 100,000 pounds already, so. Yeah, something. Anyway, I, we'll have to look into that later. But there's two schools of thought of, like, yours where you're, like, it's kind of not victim blaming, like you said last week, but, like, they willingly gave it, as we said, or there's the other school of thought where you just feel so terrible for them that they got manipulated. So those are yeah. probably the folks donating. You know? I mean, it is sad regardless. Oh, it was awful. And to think like you're falling in love with, I mean, even it's the emotional, like thinking that you fell in love with someone or you found, finally found the guy of your dreams. Yeah. It's, and it's a big disappointment. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that's even more cruel to me as a single lady of the bunch of like playing with someone's heart. Obviously money sucks too, but like. I know, but I think I could get over heartbreak before I could get over 250,000 yeah. pounds of debt. True. <laughs> I would rather, I would take the heartbreak, even though heartbreak is awful. Yeah. Sure sucking is, tell you, from living, current, present living experience. Um, okay, so anyway, back to the media, though, covering these things. We got Elizabeth Holmes. That shit was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Anna Sorkin, Daddy, Wild Mani. And um, we got. Uh, Chameleon podcast, which I fucking binged and loved. What is Incredible journalism. It's called Chameleon. Oh, I've never heard of it. And there's two two seasons now. The first season dealt with the Hollywood con queen. And it was actually a male impersonating female Hollywood executives. 
getting actors to go to Bali on a fake premise that their movie would be produced. Wow. And I'll have to listen to this. Yeah, it's it was so well done. And it actually was bubbling up right in the start of COVID. So there's some like COVID references there from the journalist. But anyway, that's by Campside Media. Incredible work. And they actually caught the guy through through their investigation. Very cool. Their investigative work. Yeah. And then like we said, Tinder Tinder Swindler. More specifically, as we said today, we cover Lady Cons. So we're going to be doing the likes of not we're not covering them because it's been covered too much. But ladies, con artists similar to Holmes and Delvey or Sorokin is her real name. And that said, what exactly is a con artist? Why are we so obsessed with them? Like, why is this such a trend? Mm -hmm. And how can we avoid being fooled by them? Because Lord knows I could have used that. A while back in <laughs> some things. Um, all right, so I'm going to share all that with you now. So in my research, I actually learned where the term came from. Um, do you have any thoughts or do you even know where it came from? A con artist? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say maybe from, well, is it from England? Mm-hmm. Also, do you know the answer, huh? Well, I'm just guessing because you said something about we'll cover. I was talking. I was using a British accent, and you kind of gave it away. And then I'm assuming maybe they were actual artists back in the day that would con maybe the royal family. I have no idea. Oh, that's a really good guess, actually. But no, um, very astute guess. But no, um, it actually came from Britain in the. 1800s-ish, and there's a story, lore, about a man um, who would just go up to people and say, do you have the confidence in me to return your pocket watches tomorrow or next week? And like as a test of like, do you have good faith in people? Yep. Okay. So you, do you have the confidence in me to be a good person? Oh. And so he started this, this guy started this scam for a while and stole dozens if not hundreds of pocket watches from unknowing Britons wow. <laughs> or British. But again, like you said, they just willingly gave it away. Yep. And it, that is the whole heart of this this history that I'm going to get into. I never knew it stood for confidence, but it makes a hell of a lot more sense. Oh. Well, obviously, if you want to be a successful con artist, it all comes down to confidence. Yep, exactly. And then again, on the flip, um, do you have the confidence as me in a human being? Do you have confidence ba- in basic humanity to trust me? Are you a good person? To believe that I'm a good person too, as and that's how they con you. Like, oh, like, can I tell you? Sorry, yeah, please a, go. Yeah, I thought this like, reminds me. This girl I knew in college, as an art experiment, which I have no idea why she did this. She gave every person in her class a copy of her key to her house, as like an art experiment to see if she could trust them to have her key. Thankfully, nothing bad happened to her, but I was, I was thinking she was opening the Pandora box. My mouth is like, I and my eyes are so bugged out right now. Isn't that weird, though? Nobody got in? My, no one did anything, but it was my friend's girlfriend at the time. And I remember him telling me that, and I was like, hell no. Because that could go so poorly. So bad. They might know people that know people that want to steal. They might want to steal themselves. They might want to rape you. Fuck No absolutely not i listen to obviously a lot of true crime so these are all the things good scenarios going through my head i mean it was like her class i'm sure it's full of good people but still it's just not something i want to play around with it doesn't seem worth doesn't seem that what kind of experiment are you trying to do there right i expect the bravery or respect the bravery rather but anyway that reminded me of that like no having confidence in people 
as you know, I don't, uh, because I do believe people are assholes, as as we know, and this is the whole half of the premise of the show, anyway. And you know, do you? Do, by the way, do you still think people are good, generally? I'm most, just curious. For the most part, yeah. Wow, I haven't tainted you yet, my friend. <laughs> I do. I not. mean, I think there are several bad people out there, but I think I like to think there's more good people out there than bad people. But yet, you wouldn't do the key thing. Yeah, because I'm not going to toy with fate, and I don't think I'm not going to go blindly trust people. Like I have my, yeah. I'm smart enough You're, to not blindly yeah. trust people, but I feel like most people have good intentions. And ironically, I'm the I'm the one that's been conned because yeah, of the psychic story. But okay, so we have this pocket watch guy going through Europe or uh, Britain at the time, stealing people's shit, and obviously had never returned them and had no intention of ever doing so. But he, that's where the term came from, and um, it's just it's just wild that yeah, I, I really like the take you took on it. Like, do you? You have to have confidence to pull this shit off. You have to. I mean, look mm-hmm. at all the people we mentioned at the mm-hmm. top. I'm like almost like sociopaths, like the amount yeah. of confidence they do have. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't even think. I almost think like Anna Delvey's story. She didn't think she was. She believed in it so much. She I don't did. think she thought she was lying. And I think that's a lot of con artists too that they truly believe in their lies. Yeah. Like they have like point. a delusion on rea- reality, I guess. Y- they have to. Um, or a lot of the research I came across was uh, a kinning. Uh, it reminded me of your magician's history, to be honest, because a lot of it is they know exactly what they're doing, which I think makes them psychopaths. Yet they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I get those damn two mixed up of all the time still I after do researching too. it. But, you know, what? What? what's scarier is that if they believe their lies, that's one thing, right? They have their own delusions. That's psycho or socio. And then the other one where they, where I think, and I'll always say this, is worse when they they do it despite knowing they're wrong. Like, that's it. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's such an abuse of power, you know? Uh, also, the moral of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Abuses of power. That's what we need to rename. Rebrand. Yeah. Done. Get it together. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, now we know the name. Like I said, all the videos I watched akin on um, a con artist to magi- to magicians, ad men even, so like advertisers. Okay. Uh, marketers, same thing. Hustlers and politicians. They all were mentioned as being a form of con artist because they have studied human behavior so well that they have the confidence to manipulate people into exactly what they want them to do. I can see that. This was a really good TED talk I watched on um, uh, from TEDx Berlin. Actually, it's called "The Superpower of the Con Man," and it's by a magician named Alex Conran. Ironically, he has "con" in his last name. <laughs> I'm assuming if he's doing a TED Talk, he's not a con artist, though. He actually came from that world. Uh, so magician, you know, and, and he used to do, like, presentations on TV and acted. But because of his skill set and being a magician and sleight of hand and the d- distraction that you covered in, in that episode throwback, the very first thing on this list is misdirection. Right, and that's what you covered in magicians. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look over here. Yeah, Shh, nothing over here. Nothing to see here. Even though that's where they're doing their trick. Yeah, in their sleight of hand. So that's number one. So this guy Alex Conran um, said to look out for these five things 
Okay. To know if you're being conned. So one is misdirection. He says, think, think pickpocketers. Okay. Um, right. So like there's signs that say, watch out for pickpocketers. And that's a very actually helpful thing, believe it or not, for pickpocketers. Because when the person sees the sign, then they're going like this. And by doing that, you then identified where all your money is and valuables are. Oh, so they're like touching their belongings. Yep. For people who can't see you at home. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like touching my boobs. <laughs> my- That's where you store your possessions. <laughs> oh, unless it is. Um- <laughs> my, my cleavage. I got all my... <laughs> cash just right there Woo! i'm so wealthy y'all yeah right um ain't no ain't no cash between those sorry sorry <laughs> fellas <laughs> you can put some cash in between them if you want <laughs> cash money um and then also magicians like i said so classic of the smoke show right like where you're poof, yeah like deception deception mm-hmm. the second thing that mr conran that's so weird i wonder if he changed his last name he might have to fit this narrative, but or his character. But Alex Conran says um, number two on that list to look out for is opportunity. Um, so, or or uh, what we should look out for as, as consumers, or as if these are these are things that the con is looking for. So cons know this, right? That people are so obsessed with opportunities, and we want to be the first to do something. We want to be the first in on it ground up right there's like that cachet Mm -hmm. of like being excuse me i think i'm dying also guys (laughs) it's been a rough morning let's put it that way so they're looking for opportunity Um, that seems like a really general statement to miss opportunity what do they mean exactly so they're looking to get so if anyone's hustling you saying this you'll be the first this is it like if oh, they're kind of like oh you need to buy this now is your only option of like opportunity ever to buy it exactly okay. so that goes right nicely into number three so combine opportunity like a scarce opportunity with time pressure and scarcity okay so again that's a classic marketing move I mean well hundred percent you know to, there's to, only two of these left even though there's like twenty thousand of flash them left sale. Yeah. yeah exactly so classic move there um that con artists use that so. You know, if they're pressuring you into doing something in a timeline, that's a, a too good to be true opportunity. Hey, guess what? It probably likely is. Also, Amy bought a timeshare once. <laughs> she was conned to buying a timeshare. Hey, I wasn't conned. <laughs> Sorry, I had to call your ass out on that. Well, that was after a few drinks at the pizza festival, and I thought I wanted to go on a vacation. Well, first of all, red flag number one. <laughs> We're at a pizza Hey, <laughs> I was sad I never because or this girl, which I don't talk to anymore. She had the coupon, so I never could use it. My timeshare. <laughs> I wonder if she ever used it. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. OK, um, number four, <laughs> um, Mr. Conran says to look out for or to be aware of rather because this is how the cons do it. Social compliance. So think of security guards. They're nothing but a man in a motherfucking suit, but they have security on it. So that indicates the good humans, some social order. Like, this is how we act. Mm-hmm. We're going to comport ourselves because there's a security guard over there, even though they're not necessarily a trained police or law enforcement personnel. Okay. Right? And so they can use guises, as I'll get into in my story, to make themselves present as somebody who would make you want to 
aligned with social compliance. Kind of like the shrink next door. Yes. That was hard for me to watch, actually. That's a great one to add to the cons uh, trend. and media. Yeah, it was tough, wasn't it? No, it really was hard for me to watch. Like, emotionally, I was getting so mad. I was getting so mad. I was like, just stand up to him. Oh, Will Ferrell made me cry. I mean, he did a stellar job. And so the fifth one that he warns us about or alerts us to our just general behavior as humans, right, and how we get conned is social proof. So what is this? This is, think about when you, you're taking social cues again to see how we behave, but if a con artist knows how you behave in certain situations, or all that they have to do is change your environment to manipulate you. So a good example he gave was um, people at airports where you are getting, you know, you haven't even called your flight yet. But yet people start lining up. Mm-hmm. And then more people start lining up and more people start lining up. Their environment's changing, so they start to panic and react to the to the crowd and what other people are doing okay i can so, see that con artists use social proof as a tool to fool people mm-hmm. point taken there right so there's two other strategies as well and this was from another um it wasn't a ted talk but it was a really good well done um video on psychological traits mm-hmm. that they look for in victims that con artists look for in, in victims so maria konikiva con pardon the pronunciation con Konikova. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That works. Maria Konikova. She wrote two New York Times bestsellers on the confidence game and another one called The Critical Thinking and Mastermind. How to Think Like Sherlock Holmes. And finally, another book, The Biggest Bluff. So she's, she studies the psychology and like, <laughs> we got a con man right outside our yeah. window. <laughs> Amy's husband's being silly. So she wrote three books basically on the psychology of people's ability to be manipulated. So Maria Konnikova wrote three books on how to be conned or how, excuse me, how humans do get indeed get conned. Okay. And the biggest theme she has for this whole video series she did was something called Machiavellianism. And that's a big word. I actually never knew what it was. I've heard it re- referenced to before. Do you know what it is? I've heard of it too, but I couldn't right, tell like, you a definition. I couldn't either, and I'm kind of. I glad. ain't that smart. I, I wasn't either on this one. I don't use big words. <laughs> so essentially, what Machiavellianism is, it is well, it's the kingpin of all cons, right? That's what it is. It's founded okay. in this theory, this social theory. Um, essentially, what it is is manipulating people to get them to do exactly what you want them to do or behave in a way that you want them to, without them even knowing. Okay. That they're being manipulated. I mean, that's like the ultimate con, kind of like you said. Exactly. And so that's what Machiavellianism is. She also talks about how people hate being manipulated. She uses a real a good example of those who've invested in like Bernie Madoffs of the world. So bats who who are conned by financial means. Like that's financial? Financial Financial. <laughs> financial. I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> do you have any financials? I don't think you do. <laughs> hey, listen, Tuesday. You don't know how to pronounce the. See you next Tuesday. No, um, the oh, the that's how I thought about Tuesday. P.S. The guy that well, I, you have to explain what you're saying. People. So okay, sorry guys. Friday night we went out for the first time since like 
five years ago. The the before times. <laughs> it was about like fucking ten years actually. Yeah, did feel like it. Um but we went out with old friends, ironically, almost to the year two years to date, right before COVID happened, the same exact group of friends. One of them was making fun of not making fun of, calling out Bringing to attention Amy's British accent and on the show how she says Tuesday. I'm going to say it American. Please say the word. Well, that accent how I learned to say it. So my British parents say Tuesday (laughs) and I still say Tuesday. And we were talking about it because he's like a big Liverpool and football fan. That's right. And he was talking about how people say Tuesday. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I've said that my whole life. And like it didn't really click. It didn't really register with me. That's why I say it that way. Right, but now I'm never going to unhear it when she says it. Well, now I'll say it the American way. <laughs> Tuesday. No, gut view. Um, so the, the guy, the first guy that I referenced, um, he, he was British as well. And he said he had an example in one of his things that said Tuesday. And I was like, oh, shit, it's real. It's a <laughs> Full thing. circle. It really was. All right, back to Machiato Valianism and all that dark shit. Konikova. Konikova talks about how people hate feeling manipulated and again uses people who use bad investments um, who are conned that way. So like Bertie Madoff of yeah. the world. And well, it's like oh, I. It's almost like even when you uh, you find out you overpaid for some kind of service or no one likes that feeling. So exactly. Like you feel like you're being taken advantage of. Yep. And the second we realize we are being taken advantage of, we pull the fuck out. So it's the art behind the con to realize, to not ever let the, the target get to that point. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Um, so even even when we do, to this woman's point, t- being taken advantage of sucks. We all know that. I was. I shared that story. Very personal. Oh, are you protecting me? <laughs> Ella doesn't like that I was conned either. Okay. Oh, why you got to start, Shadella? So being manipulated obviously really sucks uh, badly. And as we know, I think a big problem with con artists uh, is that people don't come forward because they're embarrassed, right? Well, it kind of reminds me of the criminal hypnotist episode Mm -hmm. when I talked about people who claim they're being hypnotized in Indonesia. Right. But really it was just because they were embarrassed that they got conned. Yep. But they wanted to find like some kind of I guess, like, excuse. Yeah. I think a lot of people are conned and don't come forward. Yeah, because we don't we don't like to, A, be manipulated, and B, let people know that we have. Well, it's like there's a shame, shame. You, you carry with it. Exactly. And that's what the, the Chameleon podcast talks a lot about. And it actually interviews victims. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars whose people were out. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, lives in danger, too, in some parts of Jakarta, which... Is the worst part of it all, right? Like, fuck mm-hmm. the money at that point. It's your life, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then I shared my story in Soulmates episode where I was conned by a psychic. And I never told anyone until that podcast. Even Allie's like, I never knew that about the red car. And I was like, I didn't tell nobody. That shit's embarrassing. Yeah. It's really fucking embarrassing. So, again, humans hate being conned. And the second we know that we are, we're going to be like, nope, Bye. Or we don't tell people, which is therefore an in for con artists to keep getting away with it and keep doing what they do. Well, it's like a shame because you feel like you're the fool of the situation. Yep, exactly. Yep. There's also two tactics that um, Konikova mentions. It's called the foot in the door and the door in the face tactic that 
Khan's use. Any guesses on what these might be? So there's a foot in the door, and then what's the other one? Um, door in the face tactic. Door in the face tactic. And don't think literally. I'm thinking foot in the door that you get, like, you're, like, you're trusted in the circle. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in the face is, like, you um, make people think, like, you have a status that they need to reach, but they can't reach it, but then... They're striving to be like you, and you con them that way. Very, very good guesses and close. Um, foot in the door, almost exactly. So what you do is you, you you do gain their confidence by starting with very small asks. Like, oh, hey, can you pick up Ella today um, for me? Or can she stay here tonight? And then let's just say I never came back because that was my ultimate con. Like, I just left her with you. Yeah. Um, People do that. And that's, uh, that's so that's foot in the door. You start small and then you go, it goes little gradual, gradual, because you've built their trust and, or your Mark's trust. And then again, very much like the one you just mentioned, uh, the shrink next door. Oh, yeah. When he was like, well, the shrink next door for people who haven't watched it, the therapist takes advantage of his client. At first, it's like, oh, he goes to visit him on at his like beautiful house in the Hamptons for the weekend, and then he ends up like living, yeah, moving and taking over in. his house. But yeah, same thing. That is the perfect real life because unfortunately that actually happened to this poor man. Also, phenomenal podcast by the way it came from a from a pod. Um, just stellar journalism being done actually on this whole topic. So maybe that's why we're so fascinated because we're being presented with it lately. But like, we're interested obviously in 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 our abilities to be manipulated like because we don't want to be manipulated so like hell no we're gonna say like oh that could never be me guess what i'm here to tell you it can because it was me (laughs) it can (laughs) can be um so that was foot in the door door in the face is you ask something so outlandish at first um so like just wild and then you you expect your mark to say no because you know it's like hell no they're not gonna say it. You, It'd no be like almost like if I came up to you and was like, I want you to take me out on a yacht all mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, Anna. I mean, I want <laughs> my daddy doesn't have a yacht. So. I really want a yacht <laughs> outfit, an excuse to buy one. <laughs> yes, that was perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, I can't do it as well as Amy does, but uh, yeah, it's very good. That was not her weird russian german accent at all and then yeah you come back and ask uh then sorry the mark actually comes back to you and because they feel so guilty for being a bad person quote unquote for saying no because we don't like to say no to people most Mm -hmm. of the times too so it's also right up con men's alley or con people's alley um because they know this and then and then they ask you for the, what they really wanted you to do in the first place. Something that's oh, small. Because you said no to them once, so then you're the last, like, a more reasonable thing? Yep. Oh, interesting. Yep. That makes sense, though. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So the example that she gave there was actually a pretty good one. She's like, uh, being teachers, uh, she's like, oh, can you just watch my class of, like, 28 kids and teach for me? Instead of the net, and then the person's like, hell no, I'm not going to fucking do that. That's a big ass. Or, sorry, take them on a field trip. Yeah. And then, but the ultimate ask was instead just speaking to to my class about your expertise. Oh, okay. So that was like one example. Okay. Not as extreme, obviously, as mm-hmm. others, but it just shows that it's, it's, again, manipulating and preying on people's ability to not feel like they're not following the code of conduct and being good citizens, right? And that's the whole crux of it all. 
because we are all we're all so worried about what we look like and how we're perceived that saying no is a no no. Mm-hmm. Um, no pun intended. Okay, so again, today we are talking about lady. Cons. Yeah, I was gonna ask if we're gonna get into the specifics we of ladies. Are. We are. We. We are. <laughs> um, why are we so fascinated? So we know we're so fascinated with cons, right? We don't want to be manipulated. We don't want it to happen to us. And again, it gives us comfort in seeing other people like, uh-huh, that wasn't me. Probably, right? That sad situation. But um, but why are we so fascinated with lady criminals? Because I think, well, if you're, are, I don't know if you were asking me. Yeah, but, go okay. ahead. Because I think most women in society were seen as being maternal figures, where women tend to take almost like lower paying jobs because we like, not all women, but a lot of women mm-hmm. do end up having these lower paying jobs where they're taking care of people. Let's think about like social workers, teachers, mm-hmm. uh, people who work at daycare, yep. um, working at an elderly place. Like yep. a lot of those positions are women. Yep. And it's the natural, I think it's part of our instinct to try to help and nurture people. And we want to see people grow and get better. And so that's why it's like against our nature. Absolutely. And that goes into exactly this narrative that I'm going to cover of why we're like, no way. Women can't do that. Yeah, we damn well can. So you better watch out. (laughs) You better (laughs) better watch out. out. The bitch is coming to con you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before I do that, though, I do have a personal anecdote. And I may or may not have shared this with you before. But did you know that my dad worked at a prison, a women's prison? Wasn't he a teacher? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he taught at a women's prison in upstate New York. And I'll never forget him saying how women are psychological terrorists. I could see that. <laughs> and how they're well, natural con artists because of that. Well, your dad also had to raise two girls. True. So he probably <laughs> true went that. <laughs> he probably went through it firsthand. A little bit. <laughs> and it's funny that he was joking. He's just like, yeah, mom cons me every day. She ta- she conned me today into going to Retablo with her, which is like a antique art store in, in uh, Cave Creek. And <laughs> oh, Corey probably said the same. Amy. And he's like, yep, mom conned me today. <laughs> yeah, Corey probably said the same. <laughs> So anyway, I just thought that was funny. But I think to my dad's credit and point and experience, we are psycho. I will fuck you up here. Like men can be all violent as they if they want to be, right? But we, I think, make better cons because we know how to mess with your emotions and your your mind. Well, women are usually better at reading emo- reading emotions. Mm-hmm. I agree. But the reason why we are so obsessed with them. Uh, or women criminals in general and women cons in this particular episode is because um, it comes from the narrative, a very misogynist narrative, no surprise, right? Like mm-hmm. women are supposed to be all those things you said by nature because we're taught to be. Well, and- it's in our evolution too. There's some, I, there's some evolutionary things to it yeah. for sure. There, there certainly is. And this article does talk about that. But where it gets problematic is that in profiling – so this goes back to 1985. Criminologist Eric Hickley, he published the first, at least what he thought was the first, academic paper on on female serial killers, which I kind of touched on a little bit in our female serial killer, or our serial killers episode, excuse me. Anyway, in his research, he kind of came to a really dangerous assumption that women are incapable of this quote-unquote depravity 
that is needed to create to and this is more specific to murder, but regardless, it still goes to being conned, right? To, to get someone into a place of being murdered, you have to get them to a place of manipulation, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he claims that women were not capable of committing such horrific crimes. And he even said that women's crimes were, were um, to your point, men, men were for sex and women were for money. And... Uh, and that hasn't always held true. But what happened is we got the myth of the devil woman. And that, again, us trying to to be held to this standard that we aren't necessarily capable of. So anyway, misogyny aside, this it comes down to uh, another psychologist said, according to this, we kill for money or we are manipulators for money where men's motives is is sex well that reminds me uh i think this part is probably not actually real but in the anna delvey show like when they had the men on trial they're like she wasn't even that hot and she wasn't even that kind i don't miss i don't remember that part they definitely one of the guys like (gasps) was like she wasn't even very nice and she wasn't even very hot wow but they're like oh you still slept with her and he's like yeah yeah, bro. But yeah, that's like because I was thinking she was going to be like a drop gorgeous model. Not that she's not attractive, but like I thought to have that kind of like level of conning people, you would have to be like a model. Yeah. Because I know beauty, like we've talked about, yes. there's like privilege that comes with being pretty. Mm-hmm. You get treated a different way. And I was conned by beauty for a long time. We talked about this. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's like, for her, I thought she was, I mean, she's not unattractive, but she's not like a model. Yeah. Status you can, get a lo- you can get away with a fuckload if you're a good looking person. And I- that has been proven mm-hmm. by science time and again. And like I said, I, I was for many years. And yeah, ooh, here we are. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um. Okay, so it's easy. So then we get the myth of the she-devil, like I said, Mm -hmm. and why we judge female criminals more harshly. We are judged way more harshly. Exactly what you just said. Oh, she's ugly anyway. Yeah. Uh, Also, how could she? She's a, you know, we're mothers or, you know, motherly figures. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we couldn't ever be capable of creating or of committing these crimes or such depraved criminal behavior. The other issue is that, yes, men have been more serial killers than women in the last century. That is true. I have a screenshot I can share. But that doesn't mean that that women can be overlooked for committing crimes as bad as murder all the way to conning someone. And again, look at Anna Delvey. Look at Elizabeth Holmes. She's definitely a con artist. She got convicted on fraud, if I'm not mistaken. That was her actual final Mm -hmm. um, conviction. And... You know, it's hard. It's hard because I have been manipulated and it's like, I understand that women can be put into so many positions where we feel like we need to gain our power through manipulating people, right? I get that shit real easy. But what I get, I just, I can't stand when people are manipulated who are so blindly innocent because I was, again, once that person in in multiple scenarios I've now mentioned, but I don't know, it just breaks my heart. But um, as I will end it, a psychologist said... Women can kill too, and it's a deadly mistake to think that they can't. 
And I will add to that, it's a deadly mistake to think that we cannot count the shit out of you as well. This is your uh, <laughs> forewarning for all of us. You kind of had a sinister look on your face when you said that just a yeah, little bit. you know, I'm just going <laughs> to... Was your small con when you called your my spare bedroom your bedroom and then you just slowly moved in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my in the door. Yeah. So the Krista, because when I have like, because I have a spare bedroom and a bed and Krista always spent the night there and she called it her room. <laughs> so I'm now catching on to this long uh, term con that's going on. <laughs> no longer, thankfully. Uh, but I do appreciate that stay. But yeah. That was it. That you figured me out, damn it. <laughs> That's it. Um, but that is what I have for the psychology of con artist and and female lady cons. Very nice. Well, awesome. Well, on Thursday we will each be doing a con story on females, and mine is British. Mine and is not, but she old too. <laughs> yeah, mine lady is old too. But yeah, tune in on Thursday. I think that's going to be Tuesday. a fun one. Tuesday, yes. Tune in. Tune in on Tuesday. It should be a fun one. And if you enjoy, please leave us a review. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe. No con. Keep it real. Oh, Ella saying goodbye. Peace be witches. (laughs) Peace. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram or bewitchbanter.com. Suggestions for the show? Emails at bewitchbanter at gmail.com. Credits, music phantom fun by Jonathan Boyle from premiumbeat.com. Podcasts edited and produced by Kristen Hins and Amy Holt. As always, if you enjoyed, please rate, review, and subscribe.